This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, 9.35am. This is the SNM show and you're joined by myself, Kusu Chuang and Julian Ng. And of course, we have back with us James A, the founder and managing director of the Pangolin Fund. Welcome back, James. Good to have you back on there with us. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Kyung Hee Fat Choi. Now, um, okay, so we're quite fortunate in the sense, James, that uh, this evening, in a few hours' time, you you get on a jet plane and then you fly to the developed countries uh, of Switzerland, the US, and um, London. The first world countries. The first world countries coming from the Far East. And you'll be, you'll be coming with them. You'll be going there with a message. What's that message going to be? Um, I, I, I'm going marketing. I'm marketing the fund. I was in the States in October. Um, and I'm going back there because... Um, in, in the US, there are a lot of long-term investors who believe in ASEAN. They believe in the story. They've seen the growth over the years. They can ride the hiccups. We're in a hiccup at the moment. Um, and generally, they tend to be much more interested when prices are down than when they're up. And of course, prices are down now. So it's just reiterating that point that things are now cheap. This is when to buy when people don't want, other people don't want to. Well, it's very polarized now, the fund managers. Uh, you know, on one side of the spectrum, you've got people like Jim Rogers, you know, Tan Teng Bu, and, uh, you know, the perennial bears, you know, the, the Peter Schiffs of this world who reckon that, uh, you know, we're heading for cataclysmic uh, apocalypse uh, doom, right? Um, you know, Teng Bu obviously going very public with his view that we're heading for 2008, 2009 levels. Uh, and here you are telling investors that, you know, you're happily buying in Asia right now. Yes. Well, we're not, we're not buying indices, we're not buying ETFs, we're not, we're not buying across the board. Um, but there are thousands of companies listed um, in ASEAN. And um, w- w- within our universe, we can find some very cheap companies with valuations which aren't too far away um, from what they were in 2008, 2009. So I think, you, I think you can buy individual companies very, very cheaply at the moment. Um, now, on a PE basis, the, the, the PEs tend to be a bit higher. That's because we're coming out of a depressed earnings um, situation currently. But on normalised earnings, a lot of these companies look very cheap. Um, we own a company in Indonesia, um, a finance company, which is yielding probably something like 11.5%. Um, now, the P's may be about five times this year. Um, but historical, going back three years, the P's down, down to two times. So if earnings normalise again, i.e. when people start buying motorcycles like they were a few years ago in Indonesia, which will happen, um, you're looking at a, at a P of, of two two or three times. Meanwhile, you're earning 11%. This morning, we saw Mark Mobius, who covers the uh, emerging, his, you know, the emerging markets guru for Templeton Fund. And he said that China is really cheap. And now I know that you don't cover China. You cover more of ASEAN. Um, but the, the thing is that are our fortunes tied uh, to other parts of the world, whether it be China or the United States? Um, and th- does it really matter if China is cheap because uh, the market has still crashed anyway, right? Um, our, everyone's fortunes are tied to everybody else's all yeah. the time. Um, the, I mean, the, 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 there are times when China's booming and everyone's booming, but you can't invest cheaply. Uh, the times when the United States is doing pretty well. Actually, the United States isn't doing too badly at the moment. Um, and, and everything's booming. What we have at the moment is, is a situation where everything's more or less a bit sluggish. We all know about China, we know about Malaysia, we know about the commodities routes and everything else. But there are some very, very cheap investment opportunities around. And I think you've seen that. I mean, there's a company we, I've talked about many times on, 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 on this show, uh, Padini, which, which all Malaysians know Padini. Um, half of you will be wearing something from there, I'm sure. 
Um, and um, you know, last year that, that share price fell to a dollar thirty-four. I think when I was in here a few months ago, maybe it was at one eighty. Now, now, and the share price is above two hundred five. Suddenly, a load of buy reports on it. You notice a very good company has responded to a very difficult market and it's doing very well. Now, if Chinese tourists really start coming in in any numbers and, and and things just pick up a bit generally, which they tend to do with time, one would expect a company like Padini to benefit from that. And, and still on the question of valuation, do you pay any t- attention to? Uh, market valuation as compared to stock valuation? That do, you, do you look at such things? How do you determine something is cheap or expensive? I don't look at market valuation very much. In fact, I can't tell you any market value. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know the PE, I don't know the level of, of the Malaysian index, for example. So the answer is no. But uh, my, my big fear is actually US markets and Western markets have had such a good run that if they collapse, of course, they will drag down our valuations with them. And that's just inevitable. If Wall Street halves, we'll halve. I mean, that, that, that's going to happen. Um, what we're looking at is individual valuations of companies. Now, if you buy a company on five times earnings, and it's a fairly easy business to understand, has a net cash balance sheet, you're effectively on an earnings yield of 20%. Right? Uh, effectively, that company's generating 20%. The management can decide to reinvest it. If there's a higher return on equity, that's a fantastic thing. Or pay it as dividends, you get a yield as well. If it's growing as well, your future earnings yield is even higher. What's going to happen? At some point, someone's going to notice that share price if it's a good company and continues to grow, and the share price will go up. Yeah, I, you know, when I picked up your Pangolin uh, Asia newsletter, on the title, on the front page, James, it says, um, ASEAN, 670 million people Everybody wants a house, two cars, and cholesterol, just like the rest of us. <laughs> Which is That's, no longer on the naughty list. It's no longer on the naughty <laughs> list. It's okay to, to have that McDonald's french fry um, or, or that fried egg. But you know what, right? I, when, when I looked at, at your country uh, allocations, um, I think Indonesia is something at like 31%, Malaysia is 30%. And, uh, you know, and you, you're a bit of a contrarian fund manager because you don't really check your emails. You don't look at market PEs. You don't look you're at kind of like Warren Buffett. Yeah, you're a bit of a B-side investor in that respect. Um, you know, and, and Malaysia's got a lot of problems, you know. And uh, does, that, does that keep you up at night? As Warren Buffett, I drink beer, not cherry Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first of many differences. <laughs> does Malaysia keep me up at night? Um, yes. Um, and, and, I, and, and everyone keeps going about foreign money not coming into Malaysia. I think Malaysia's main problem at the moment is that local money is leaving Malaysia and it's staying out of Malaysia. Um, and until locals feel more confident, and, and people are staying out of, out of Malaysia, people are going overseas to study and not necessarily coming back. Um, so there is a crisis of confidence there. However, if you talk to somebody who makes something, who has a factory, I, 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 I run a cricket team, um, and I've got, I've got a Do friend. Do you really? Friend, yeah, wow. Pangolin Cricket Club, of course. Right? Oh, nice. So, um, the PCC for the sure. PCC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're very bad, but we have a lot of fun. But, I mean, there's a guy there who, who has a factory in Ipo, and, and, and they, they, they make widgets of some sort for global export. And I, I, I call him up, say, how's it doing? And says, of course, it's doing fantastically. This place is really cheap. You've seen the Malaysian export numbers. You've seen electronics exports to China increasing as the Chinese generally source more from here. So a wheat ringgit is very good for business. Um, I, think, I think people are getting used to the situation, whether they like it or not here. I think business people are getting used to the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, sentiment and confidence is a big issue, James, because a few weeks ago I had lunch with a construction company CEO, and he obviously runs a listed company. Yeah. And, you know, he was saying that business is good. Um, he's making lots of stuff. He's hiring people, not firing people. But 
all his peers, and at least 90% of his peers, are taking the money out of the country. They're concerned that the country is going the wrong way. And we've got none other than someone like CIMB chairman, uh, Nazir Raza, saying that, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff to be concerned about the country, having watched Ola Bola. And you know a bit about football, of course, James. You know, so doing business is one thing, but confidence in the country is quite another. Yeah. I mean, I come from the UK and everybody moans about the UK the whole time, but it's, it's still there. Um, I first came to Malaysia in 1987 um, when the ISA was, was in, when all those people were being, being arrested. Um, I can't remember what the operation and how was much called is, now. How much is the difference today? I, well, I don't know, but everybody was moaning about Malaysia there. then. I've lived here since 1993. People always moan about it. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's worse, maybe it's better, but the money is consistent. The point is... <laughs> I guess it's better to moan about a country when you have the money than when you have not, right? A lot of these people who moan about it uh, don't, but, but don't if, have money. But, but can you get out of bed, go to work and make money and do business, right? And I think you can still do that in, in Malaysia. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's autocratic or democratic, as long as you can do that. I mean, look at Singapore, it's autocratic like, like mad, um, but you can still make money there. 31% is the amount of money you've got of your fund allocated to Indonesia, uh, James. Yeah, that, that's right. I think uh, also relating this to what keeps people awake at night, right? I, I mean, you, we were talking about how much there is to moan about Malaysia. But in Indonesia, of course, uh, President Jokowi is very ambitious on the one hand and the population there is just growing on the other hand. Uh, what about what about currency effects? You know, How do you deal with uh, a country with a lot of potential but which has very big short-term currency risks? Um, well, rather like in Malaysia, we lose money. Um, our, I mean, our, our, our markets on the whole, we're in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia and Thailand, on the whole were down about 20% in dollar terms last year. Our fund was down just under 5%, so we outperformed. Um, but you can, you, you, you can see the stock picking is all right. So you, you get the stocks right and you hope that over the long term that will outweigh the collapses in the currencies. Now, um, we might always be in a situation where these currencies are weak against the US dollar, but we're not going to have cataclysmic years like we did last year every year. So generally, you can make more money out of the stocks to, to outweigh the, uh, the depreciation of the currencies. And do your clients, uh, do, do they think about the currency effect or do, yes. do they give you a mandate that no, you say, no, give no, us the returns? We're a dollar fund, so they have to take that into account. But effectively, the, you, you, you give us money, you, we, people subscribe in dollars, that gets translated fairly quickly into ringgit or rupee or whatever when we buy, buy our stock. So effectively, you're holding local currency, you're holding ASEAN currency when you invest in our funds. So it is a risk. So that is all part of their asset allocation decision. Are there any clients of yours who are totally freaked out right now and don't want to give you money to, to come to this part of the world? That's a yes. loaded question right there. Uh, I'll, 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 there's, there's a big difference. When I go to Switzerland, for example, um, they tend to be very short term. And they tend to talk about economics, economics, economics. And if you read the economics headlines, you'll see, look, Indonesia, coal prices collapsing, banks in trouble because they've been lending to coal, um, palm oil price down, commodities route, motorcycle sales down 17% last year. Only bad news. Um, and they only talk about economics and they don't want to invest. They tend, and, and when everything's bullish, they want to come in at the top. When you go to the United States, they, they tend to say, OK, things are bad at the moment, but what are valuations like? How are the good consumer companies doing? Can they still grow? Interestingly, Indonesia's consumer confidence, confidence index is the third highest in the world. I can't remember who's higher. but um, Now, this is in, in a very bad time when, when half the population who are reliant on stuff that grows or, or is digging... So it's dug out of the ground um, are, are not doing well. 
Um, well, well, but investment's equally, coming in. Well, equally, James, and that's a Nielsen survey because I saw the same thing. And equally, Malaysia's rock bottom, it's the lowest it's been in, I think, 10 or 15 years since Nielsen started keeping records. But Malaysia is still 30% of your fund versus Indonesia's 31%. So is that something you know that we don't? Um, again, it comes down to individual company valuations. Um, I'm still a believer in, 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 in Malaysia. I don't, you know, and is it going to become Zimbabwe? I really don't think it will. Um, I, <laughs> you I, said it, I didn't. No. <laughs> well, I said, I said it won't. I hope okay, you're so right. I think we're okay, right? But um, we shall see. Um, it won't, I'm pretty sure. We're, it was surrounded by sensible neighbours. Um, the, the people who, who run this country, and I think Malaysians on the whole, everyone goes about the Yola Bola spirit, understand. I mean, there's always a few nutters, but people understand um, that you have to make the pie bigger um, and then share it out rather than just grab as much of the pie as you can, which is what a lot of African countries have done. And I don't think that's going to change. Uh, there is also the goose that lays the golden eggs, right? If you take away that goose, then the entire country will suffer. That, I guess that's what uh, we have going for us. Uh, there is that goose there. Yeah. If, I, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a foreign manufacturer, I'm looking at a place to manufacture in Asia. I want to set up a factory to make something for export back to Europe or the United States. Malaysia is a very easy place to come. I mean, it's a beautiful place to live. The cost of living is cheap. Uh, manufacturing is cheap. Getting the permits is easy. You've got ports, you've got airports, you've got golf courses, you've got international schools. You can fill up your, your factory with immigrant workers who will work hard because migrant workers always work harder. That's why I'm here working hard. Um, <laughs> You're hardly a migrant. I think, I think the right word is expand. Malaysia We're all migrants <laughs> at some point, but, but anyway. Um, so, so in the end, I think the simple economics count for much more than anything else. As long as people aren't getting their, you know, their throats um, slit in the streets or anything else, I don't think we're at that point. Yeah, because I, I think that if I were a very selfish, corrupt politician, I can't take everything away uh, because I, I still want to keep the system lubricated so that uh, there is enough to go around. Yeah, I think that, that's the thing. I, I've just read... Um, a book on Tun Ismail, um, which um, was written, written a while ago. Very interesting. And they basically said the same thing when they set up the NEP. It's got the place has to grow. You can't just take. Um, and, and I think that's the way Malaysia's always been. And, and, and uh, so I, I remain optimistic. Um, there are times when people are bullish, times when people are bearish. Most people are quite bearish at the moment. Uh, but I, I think the reality is different. I also, I live in Damansara Heights. I've never seen so many houses for sale recently. Um, and I go jogging around there and I've just seen all the for sale signs. That's a sign of money leaving um, and people can't sell these properties. But I also sense maybe in the last couple of weeks there's just a bit more renovation of empty houses and things going on again. So maybe people are just thinking, OK, we've got to live with the new normality, um, but it's not a bad place to live. And I might as well, if I'm going to try and sell it, I might as well renovate it. Yeah. And maybe in a year's time, maybe I'll, I'll live in it. I don't know. Now, James, the other trend that we're seeing is, of course, uh, uh, people chasing after yields and looking for dividend yield stocks. And um, I guess in the United States and some parts of Japan as well, they are talking about share buybacks and so on. Is this a problem for you? Because I know that uh, sometimes you like dividend stocks, right? But when you get the money, you would have to think of what to do with the money. And, and therefore, you know, what... For us, yeah. buy, buying shares at the moment is not a problem. Yeah. It's really easy. We just haven't got enough money. That's why I'm going marketing again. Uh, I, I, I need more cash. I, there are a lot of cheap companies. I don't like share buybacks. I don't like... I prefer companies that just pay a dividend. It's simpler because the moment a company starts buying back shares, it has to start thinking about its share price. 
And if the share price goes down, they get given a, a lot of grief, quite rightly, by the shareholders at the, at the annual general meeting. So for me, I just prefer dividends straight out. And do you opt for being paid in script? Because no. that's, a, that's a cheaper way no. to buy back into the stock no. that you're holding. No, we like cash. Well, script is like a bonus issue. You just end up with more shares. It dilutes everybody. I mean, it's kind of meaningless, really. When you look at the, the Maybank yield, it's not really 7% as it looks because you have to dilute the, the number of shares by the new shares issue. So you, you buy more stocks, like more different stocks with uh, the, the dividends well, that you get. Well, if, if you give me 10 bucks, I will look at what I can buy with 10, oh, 10 bucks. is a fairly bad example. 10,000 bucks, I will look at what, what I think is the most attractive thing I can buy with that $10,000, whether it's the same company or any other company in the portfolio at the time. Yeah. So I guess time now is kind of like the time to put you on the spot a little bit because you've talked about Padini and I think that's one name you could mention. Um, can, you, uh, can you throw us a couple other names if you... <laughs> So to put you on the spot right now, live, James. <laughs> well, I, and, 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 and you know I don't like to talk about my names because we invest in very small companies, which other yeah. people don't cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a very good way of investing is to go shopping and to look at, look, look at go, think about the shops that you're going in and buying clothes from or food from or, or yeah. whatever. Um, and then look and look at their listed, and then and then start looking at the balance sheets. And if you go in the malls and you look at look at some of the ma major retailers, we will own some of those, and you'd be quite surprised, e even knowing that, that that they're even listed in in some cases. Um, I will come back to Public Bank, which I'm always very happy to name, um, and um, that the results were very good. That's kind of no surprise to us. It's it, it it's a very well run bank, and we own that one. Um, we also own some property, some property here. We don't normally buy property, but just recently we've been buying property. There are huge discounts and, and, and big chances of earnings coming in in the next few years when, when things are sold. Now, they may not get the, same, the kind of prices they might have got a few years ago. Um, in many cases, people are having to build, then sell, I mean, if you're doing condos in, in KL. But those kind of companies, I think, are, they're just under-researched. Yeah, well, it's, it's quite nice, you know, for, for for us to hear from you, James, in terms of, um, you know, the optimism inherent in your message, because it's a very uh, polarized market now. It's a very bearish market. A lot of people are uh, pessimistic about the future, and you know, we've got to go beyond the numbers and the data. So, you know, again, thank you for joining us, and um, you know, good luck with the with the with the campaign. I'm, I'm uh, always as somebody who's just looking at individual stock valuations. I'm always more optimistic when I can find things that are cheap. Yeah. Now, I might get the macro wrong. Maybe maybe these bears are completely right, but I, I hope not, and I think not. Uh, but valuations are there. That's it's, yeah. that I'm not optimistic. They're, yes. they're, they're there. You've just got to go and find yeah. it, right? Yeah. And yeah. do the, 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 yeah. the, the, the groundwork yeah. and the research. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, uh, there was the SNM show. It's 9.54 in the morning. James, uh, we've got a request from you, and I hope you're not talking about proton cars, or maybe you are talking about proton <laughs> cars. But the song request from you today is Brand New Car from the Rolling Stones, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.